Light Breakfast with Asha and Nan. Brought to you by Maybank. Ongoing Jalan Jalan today, we're talking to Jeffrey Lim, a KL photographer, cultural worker as well, who's learning the trishaw making process from Becha master Benny Diong to preserve its heritage. Jeffrey, do you have a particular memory of the trishaw, maybe from you know your childhood that you remember really clearly? Yeah, of course. Uh, of course, all of us uh, at a certain age, <laughs> age period, uh, we would have uh, vivid memories of the Becha being going to school. Your grandma, always your grandma involved. I don't know why. Uh, grandma involved, bring you somewhere, and then uh, you enjoying the wind, and then just looking at a trishaw walk, uh, trishaw puller, and uh, that memory of going to the market or going to school. Mine was probably in Penang and Kota Baru, Malacca, in the eighties, I guess. Uh, you still can find trishaw pullers in these places, um, but not so much in KL. I think KL was phased out even before when I was born in the eighties. Hmm. Now you started learning the art of trishaw making directly from the last becha maker in Kuala Lumpur, Benny Diang. Why did you take the 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 leap to bring back the becha through this apprenticeship? Oh gosh. Uh, well, he's the last surviving becha maker. And if it's not me, there's no one else, you know, nobody cares about it anymore. So uh, it's an important feature of KL before and it's important cultural heritage. And uh, if not me, no one else. But where did this interest in Becha in particular come from? Well, actually, it started with cycling. When I came back to Malaysia in 2009, I did a lot of research about cultural heritage around cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it led me to recognize the Becha, the Trishaw, uh, as something very unique to Malaysia. I guess everywhere around the world, people have a version of the Becha. And KL has their own unique design. So I started to research a lot about it. And uh, I found out that he's still alive. So I went to find him. I went to find him and yeah. Okay, Jeffrey, why don't we take a step back a little bit? Um, let's talk about the history of, of trishaws in KL. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about them? Uh, trishaw, the becha actually derives from earlier version, which was the rickshaw. But a rickshaw is pulled by a person. And this was probably before the bicycle was made. Uh, the rural bicycle was the first safe bicycle. And then uh, they just came out with a great idea. Yeah, why don't you stick a rickshaw to a bicycle? So you came a trishaw, which is the three wheels. But nobody knew how to do it. So everybody just sort of like uh, have their own version of it. Uh, I counted about like eight different styles in Peninsula Malaysia itself. And KL1 is really unique to KL because of the use of the material and how it's designed. So I'm so interested. What kind of materials are used for specifically the KL trishaw? KL1 uses GI pipe. GI pipe is galvanized iron pipes, uh, which is actually just water pipes. Uh, <laughs> and they are attached by fittings. So it's plumbing fittings. You just screw them on. Uh, so it's not, there's no welding involved. So it's very unique. It's, of all the designs I found in Malaysia, this is the most unique because it's very modular. It's very easy for you to cut to size and then just screw it on. Um, the earlier versions I've seen, especially in Ipoh and Perak, they use flat bar steel, which is bent. And then uh, in terms of joining, they use a hot rivet to join two pieces of steel together. So they miss this is before the age of welding. Uh, so they miss, yeah, before rickshaw has been around a long time. So Jeffrey, can you still find trishaws in KL these days? You can still find them. Actually, you can still find them in KL. But when I say KL, not really downtown KL, right? If you go to somewhere Chalkit, you go to Chalkit Market, there's a lot of bachelors. But they use it for cargo, not for passenger. If you go to PGO Town, there's a lot. If you go to Oak Lang Road, there's a lot. 
So there are still remnants of this picture around. Yeah, I, I guess it's just not used as a mode of transportation for people anymore. There is a permit. So that permit to be on the road and to collect people, you need a special permit. You have to apply every quarter of the year. And in the 40s, in the 40s or in the 50s, I can't remember exactly, uh, but you had to pay up to seven ringgit every quarter at a time when a, a ride is 20 cents. So it's a lot of money for you to pay for permit. At that time, the government was trying to really clamp down and move away from people mobility. So all the bicycles and all the trishaws were being phased out, replaced by motorcycles and cars. Tell us about the process of learning to build a becha. What was it like? What was like the most exciting part for you? Well, learning it from a seafooler. He is about 60 plus. He's not too old, but there's no manual and there's no set way you can read and learn instructions, you know. The only way you can learn is by seeing and someone instructing you. So it's like a, it's like a Chinese Kung Fu kind of learning, you know. You will, uh, and there's a lot of scolding involved. It's a very Chinese way, you know. <laughs> they would, uh, yeah, you don't do this harder, higher, hotter, you know, all kind of stuff, you know. So it's kind of funny. And, and, and good thing that Benny can speak English. If not, uh, <laughs> if not, it'd be like a chicken and duck talking. You know? So yeah, that was really fun to learn from a Chinese old seafood. Um, to build something from scratch. And uh, I think it, it, it symbolizes the, the true meaning of the word Nang uh, Tai Kung Fu, which is Kung Fu learnt by seeing. You have to only, you only can replicate it by just by, by watching someone else. You can't learn it from a book. You can't learn it from someone else. It has to be passed on. Okay, so now that you've built this treasure from scratch, um, maybe share with us about your plans for it. Well, it was part of an initiative I just started called Trades Archive. And Trades Archive is a way to inspire other people to start archiving uh, traditional trades. So I felt like I needed to bring a lot of awareness to that. You know, a lot of trades died during the, pen, the last lockdown. Uh, four trades closed down, four traditional trades, like biscuit making, coffee, coffee place, the picture maker, and a printing press, all within downtown KL. And all the machineries and everything just got thrown out. So that's a lot of um, a lot of history and a lot of, of traditional traits that's just disappeared. And so I do you like think I this trisha would be put to use actually on the roads? Yes, I hope so too. Yes. So one of the one of the key thing is that I I took it down for a test ride, and I want to have an open invitation to the mayor of KL to be the first rider. Uh, maybe coffee morning, maybe in July. Uh, or August, uh, if he uh, replies to my open invitation, I'd be glad to carry him and whoever from DBKL get him on a, on a ride on this page. Do you think trishaws um, still have a role to play in moving people around our city? I mean, not just on car-free mornings, but on a, a regular basis? Uh, yes, of course. I mean, now we're, we're talking a lot about green city living and um, going towards uh, carbon-free or well, not carbon-free, like carbon-off setting. And this is just one way of actually... Uh, changing your city to become much greener, which is green, uh, green energy, human human energy basically, not not horsepower but manpower. <laughs> uh, and yeah, if you're talking about just within downtown city, I, I understand that DBKL is going to probably convert Duangku Abdul Rahman's road to be a pedestrian road, and this is one great way to bring people around, especially on that road side. Uh, and it can be it can be introduced to other parts of the city, which where you want to make it walkability a big role. 
and it can be prepared for that. Well, thank you so much, Jeffrey. I uh, can't wait to have a ride, basically. You can listen to this interview again on the Light Breakfast podcast, and that's on the Shock app.